welcome to Banter and Such. I'm Brando. And I'm Owen. And today we are talking about M. Night Shyamalan! ba ding dong What a twist! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, once again, we're, we're kind of enjoying just being uh, back to basics, so it's just going to be brand new and I today. It's just us. And I say the word just, I feel like that's not doing us justice. Ah, <laughs> like, uh, I see what you did it's there. It's all us, baby. It's, yeah. It's all just us, just us. Just yeah, yeah, okay. That was really stupid. <laughs> hey, let's get to some BS. So today, uh, no, no, are... it's me, it's me. Oh, it's you. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, it's fucking me. <laughs> it oh, is me. God damn it. <laughs> oh, I wrote, wrote this new intro. All right, go ahead, Owen. <laughs> so today, we're talking about the Twist Master himself, M Night Shyamalan. But before we get into it, we do want to give you a heads up on a couple things. Yes, first of all, I want to let you know about our amazing merch at theheliosnetwork.com. We have Wasted Truth shirts. We have Banter and Such stickers, which I'm fucking obsessed with. Yeah. And we have, I'm I'm serious, we have Owen and Brando <laughs> pins, like little pins. One of Owen and one of Brando. They're fucking adorable. And we're, we got more stuff coming up. So check it out, theheliosnetwork.com for our merch. Also, if you'd like to support the show, check out our Patreon. The link's in the show descriptions. If you support it, it enables us to do what we're doing and expand into new stuff in the future because we have a ton of of cool stuff coming. Oh, yeah. Also gets you access to our weekly bonus banner episode. You get a shout out on episodes and as well, you get discounts on merch and as well, which is kind of cool. We started putting polls up on the Patreon and you can vote on future topics. Yes. Okay. So now we are ready to jump in <laughs> and talk about M. Night Well, there Shyamalan. is a reason why we're doing M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong <laughs> on this week's episode. Yes. It's because he's the next week. Appetizer, baby. Is going to be the start of everybody's yes. favorite holiday oh. and favorite banter and such time. Yes. The Spooktober Spectacular. Woo! Man. Wait, oh, my no, wait, gosh. Is it Spooktober? Spe Spooktober Special. Yeah. And then what is it? Jingle Simber? Jingle Simber Spectacular. <laughs> there it I is. tried to make it as, as difficult. <laughs> Those Christmas ones as difficult as possible. Spooktober yeah. Special. Straightforward. Yeah, easy. Done. So we did this last year in season one. and. Yep. It was just fun. We we we're 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 changing up the vibe of the show, um, and I don't want to give away all the spoilers, but we're changing up the vibe of the show. Our intro is going to be different. Music's going to be different, and our, we're bringing in some like really awesome special guests to talk about. I mean, I just we just get into it, man. Oh we, yeah, we're totally. And so I uh, I got costume uh, ideas already. Yes. Yeah, so we're we're going to be doing some fun stuff, and every single week we're going to be dressing up. Um, in costume for yes. what we're talking about. So Sarah and I have been going through, she sent me a list of uh, potential werewolf looks like Ooh. on a budget. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to, how I'm going to do that because like, I was like, I'll just buy a mask. I'm like, I can't wear a mask for an episode. Yeah, exactly. I think so I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to do like a plaid shirt with like, like wolf, like fur coming Ooh, out of the collar okay. and stuff. Yeah. And I already, we've got I might just beards. wear a basketball jersey. Yeah, there you go. There you go. We are you gonna got be, that reference. We're gonna be fucking talking about Teen Wolf <laughs> on our werewolf episode. Anyways. But I was thinking about the witch episode. I was oh like, my gosh. the only thing I could think of is to like dress like a goth and like like put like <laughs> white on my face and like put black around my eyes. I was like, I can't wear a witch hat because I gotta wear the headphones. Oh, well, you could wear find a witch hat big enough to cover over the headphones. I'm just gonna dress like a big titty golf girl. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, isn't that how you normally dress every day? <laughs> 
that's how everyone describes Brando. Yes. Like, big oh, titty talk. Have, have you met my business partner? Yeah. Uh, who is that? Yeah. You know, the big titty goth, goth girl. girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. know him. Yeah. He's great. I love him. <laughs> what does big titty talk girl, goth girl yes. think? Wow. Think of uh, M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. Though. I thought this was the perfect appetizer to get into Spooktober because his movies to me aren't like Halloween specific movies, but they are. But they're also not – you can't, like, say they're horror movies necessarily either because they're, like, suspense movies or – they are scary movies, right? Yeah. It is it is hard to classify. I mean, it, definitely thriller. Psychological thriller yeah. is probably where I would say most of his stuff lies into it. I mean, of course, they do border on the genre of horror because there are scary things in majority of his movies. Yes. And – yeah, I it's yeah. So I would say definitely they, they lean a little bit more towards the psychological thriller side than they do uh, traditional horror. Like it's not like the inevitable monster is coming after you to kill you. It's always like something else is is coming. You know, yeah. it's like oh cool, like I see dead people or you know uh, aliens or uh, yeah. My grandparents aren't really my grandparents. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely like scary stuff. To, and of course he became famous for the twist. Yes. Right. That was his big thing. And and I guess it all started with the sixth sense. Yeah. So was he, that, he was that his first one. His no, first he did one, right? direct two movies before that. Oh, okay. And n- I mean, they're not of anything of note. Do you uh, have the, like, do you have like the letterbox pulled up or like, yeah, I'll pull, I'll pull up. I'm gonna, uh, I need to, I want right to lo- look at them in order. And because, because for me, the, the first one is I, I always think of like Six Sense. Six Sense, yeah. That's always the so first he. One. So we're going to be talking not just about his directorial movies, but some of the movies that maybe he was just a producer or a writer on, because he has a lot more than just what people think. So he had Praying with Anger in 1992 was his first ever directed movie. Well, on- I I read this thing how like when he was a teenager, he was making like he made like 40 movies. Yeah, but like they were just like. Indie film, you know, like it, him with kid, his camcorder. Yeah, kid yeah. with a camcorder type deal. Yeah. Then he did Wide Awake in 98, uh, which was not a good movie. And then that's when in 99, and we've talked about this, how 99 might be the best year ever for movies. Oh he came gosh. out with The Sixth Sense. Dude, what came out in 99? We've we've talked about it before. This was The Matrix, I remember, came yes. out in 99. I mean, it's in, it is absolutely insane. Did the Star Wars come out in 99? Uh, Yes. So 1999 movies, we have Sleepy Hollow, The Haunting, Fight Club, The oh, First Fight Mummy, Club. October Sky, Mommy. Cruel Intentions, oh, wow. um, Matrix, yes. 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, wow. Uh, Big uh, Big Daddy came out in 1999, American Beauty, The Iron Giant, Ameri- The Green Bo- oh, Mile. Wow. Uh, Green Mile. I, geez, you're spitting them out, man. Yeah, The Matrix. Um, 99 yeah, was the Entrapment. Year, Entrapment. Oh, geez, that classic. Zeta Jones. She dips beneath lasers. That's the one. Whoa. That's the one. <laughs> and and she's hooked up with Sean Connery, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Is like old enough to be her fucking dad. Yeah, well, she's fucking married to Michael Douglas, which could be her dad. So yeah. obviously, she's into that. I wish I was older than her, and she'd be. You know, me. if Catherine Zeta Jones is that hot, I'd love to see. Catherine Alpha or Catherine Beta. Oh, God Jones. damn it. I saw a joke forming in your head. I was like, how bad is this going to be? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Sixth Sense was his like first big one. And I remember going to the movie theater yes. to see it and yes. just being absolutely blown away. Did you have it spoiled before you saw it? No, no. Actually, I didn't go to the movie theater. I was wrong. My parents went, saw it. And then when it came out on VHS, 
That's I, when you saw it. I, yeah, they they allowed me to watch it. So apparently, this movie like it had legs on when it came out to yes. like on VHS. But I saw it in theaters. I remember going with some friends and seeing it, and I did not have it spoiled. And I went in, and I'm like, oh, this is a scary movie. This is cool. I'll go see a scary movie. And it is. Like, you watch it, and it has those ghost scenes that are super creepy, and it builds that tension. And he does a great job of, like, not overdoing it with, like, the jump scares. Like, the cat jumps on the hood of the car. Car, yeah. And you're like, dude, fuck that. Or, like, the little kid, like, walks through, like across the hallway yeah or you know someone shuts the uh the medicine cabinet in their bathroom and suddenly there's someone behind them yeah like m night Shyamalan, that's a trope in and of itself (laughs) he doesn't like really do that kind of stuff like he's an actual like he's got skills as a filmmaker yeah um and like builds the suspense and like and i'm watching the sixth sense i'm like this is a cool ghost movie but it's very slow and it's very like kind of chill and subtle but it is the twist at the end that makes you re-examine the entire movie. That's really what elevates the movie. And yeah, I mean, th- that movie didn't need that twist. Okay. I don't think, I think if that movie just played out as it was, yeah. it still would have been a great movie. I would agree with you. I would have said I it would have been, been a, as yeah. good. Yeah. The twist is definitely what elevates the movie from, I would say, like, like a 3.8 to a 4.5. Yeah. If I, I was to give it five stars. I think the twist is what... It's what you remember. Mirror, yeah. It's what everyone knows. Up until that, I agree with you. It's like, this is a good uh, ghost movie. Yeah. The yeah. storytelling is great. And this is like, you know, M. Night Shyamalan had a couple good movies before everything. Just went, well, and we'll get into that later. Well, you asked me, when you asked me, you're like, what movies do you want to talk about? And I'm like, I, just the good ones. <laughs> because, I mean, he in my mind, he had like three great movies. Yeah. And then he has a handful of okay movies. And then it just... Yes. And I was literally going through the list, and I had literally forgotten he did uh, The Last Airbender. What movie? Exactly. What movie? I've been making that joke for so many years that it actually worked on my brain. (laughs) I forgot that that movie existed. Wait, there- they did a Last Airbender movie. <laughs> no, they didn't. Okay, they cool. did not. Cool, because like that's one of my not favorite talking about it. animes ever. It is. And if you all say, "Well, Avatar is an anime," yes, it is. A Korean studio did all the artwork for it is, Avatar: The Last Airbender. It's so one it's, of the best yes, TV shows of, of all, all time. time not even, not even in the animated category. No, just of any TV yeah. show. And that's why the movie was so. I can't finish that sentence. I can't. I don't. Uh, I'm no. not. You know, I've never seen it. Yeah, I've never seen it. So I, I literally, I re- I saw it in the theater. And it's no. miserable. So you went to see it before you well, knew it was going to be bad? Yeah. Well, I mean, I... Oh, I, no. You know, so I your hopes in, were up. Yeah. I was in high school, oh, maybe like early college when Avatar the Airbender, yeah. the cartoon, the anime started. Yeah. And even then I was like, this is fucking dope. Let's, yes. Yeah. And was like into it. Then the movie came out and I'm like, oh, it's M. Night Shyamalan. I'm like, you know, uh, the village wasn't that good. Yeah. Living the water was not great. But I'm like. I thought it was interesting. I was like, cool. Yeah, let's there's see what no he does. way that he can mess up yeah. Avatar The Last And you Airbender. remember the movie trailers looked so cool. Yeah. With the little kid doing the movements and stuff. And it's just terrible. And like, like I was, it's like the season eight of Game of Thrones. Like I Ooh. like, because I loved it so much. Yeah. It's, it's like a really bad breakup. I'm like, I loved you so much, and you did me so wrong in the end. Oh, it definitely this movie caused some emotional damage. <laughs> and well, we were talking about that with House of the Dragon. Yeah. Like, oh who, who was that I was talking to? The Puck. Puck. And how I'm, because he was like, are you liking it? And I was like, ah, I'm just, every episode that I watch, 
I'm utterly terrified that they're going to ruin. Same with the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, show. it's like going back to an ex girl, like a an yes. ex girlfriend or like an ex significant other that things didn't end well and like oh it's good again, but you kind of always have that feeling that it's exactly. just going to end miserably. Again. I'm waiting for the for the other shoe to drop, drop right? Yeah. And like and she's going to just break my heart. And like that's what M Night did to the last Airbender, and oh. I just. I, I feel so bad for him, but also for us, because I'm like, I hate his guts for what he did, because how dare him? He has redeemed himself since then, though. Exactly, but he's like, he's made great movies. Yeah. But I also feel, like, obligated to hate him, though. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> You know, on, okay, so here's my thing, right? Like, there's no way that a director with a shtick like that where it's like, no, he does movies where the ending is a big twist. Yeah. There's no way that he's going to hit... Uh, uh, he's like how, bad a hundred. How do you, how do you, you can't do that? bad a hundred when it's yeah. like the, a twist? Every know? audience member is going into it, going, "What's the, the twist? twist?" Yeah. And before the movie even starts, we're trying to guess the twist ending. How yeah. can he possibly satisfy us? You know, and that's the thing. So it's like he eventually kind of got away from that, uh, and. Yeah, cause, eh, but then he. Well, did did signs have a twist? Kind of. So a lot of people say signs doesn't, but I actually argue that there is a twist. I guess it was the the tragic backstory being I think, a prophecy for the future. Yeah. So I, I think was... the twist of signs is the fact that everything does sync up. Yeah. Like why he why the son has asthma, why the daughter has to think about water, yeah. why you know his last line from his wife was t- like. Tell Meryl swing away. Yeah, yeah. And like things like that. So it's like, I think that's the twist. Yeah. That the, the, it's prophetic, like you said. So like the sixth sense, I think is a is a masterpiece of of a movie. I think that's mm-hmm. probably his his most opus magnum. Ma- yeah, magnum opus. Magnum opus, yeah. But and I love it. I love the sixth sense. And I just recently went back and watched it again uh not not too long ago. And I was like, this is fantastic. Yeah. This is a great, but I gotta say. Like just personally, signs. That movie creeps me the absolute fuck out. Oh, one hundred percent. That movie is so that pushes all of my specific Brando buttons. Oh, I'm so I'm right there with you. But before we get out of the sixth sense, I want to talk about something though. That this movie, in my opinion, is better the second time you watch it, or oh, okay. every other time after the first. When time. you like, know that you Bruce know Willis. what the sport, but and we're gonna spoil you, Bruce Willis is a ghost. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bruce Willis was dead at the end of that sixth movie. Came sense, out yeah. like. 23 years ago. <laughs> yeah. So he, I like it. We're like, well, oh, now it's spoiled. But I'm like, if you watch the scenes though now, yeah. knowing that he's dead and oh, how yes. it syncs up and you're like, oh shit. Like, oh, you just think the wife's mad at him. And that's why she- At the she, dinner she, scene. Yeah. Or like, and stuff like well, that. Well, so, like, so he sits down. And the chair doesn't move. And he doesn't, he doesn't touch the chair. And, and they're arguing, but you realize she's not arguing with him. And like yes, yeah. and you're like, well, the scene, also the scene where um, Haley Joel Osment, he walks in, he gets home, and his and Bruce Willis and his mom are sitting in the living room talking. And you think, yeah, but they weren't talking. Nope. He was just sitting in a chair, and she was sitting in a chair, mm-hmm. and like, and you just you you assume like, oh, they were having a meeting, yes. and now the kid got home, and he's gonna go take him out for a psych- psychology mm-hmm. session. But no, it was just you're a fucking ghost. Yep, he's just haunting this it's, um, poor kid's house. Uh, like the Book of Eli. The second time you watch Book of Eli, I think it's better. You know what, man? That's a that's a, it's actually a really cool movie. Yeah, that I feel like is kind of underrated. You want to do an episode on it? I, <laughs> we should do a Denzel Washington episode. We need to do Denzel. Yeah, yeah for be, sure. Because we got one of the goats. Fucking yeah. Training Day. Oh. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> the equalizer. You, you know what I've had on my list for a long time is Crimson Tide. I haven't seen Crimson Tide in forever. Oh gosh, Anyways, you know what I'm talking about, right? No, 
It's all he's on the submarine. Oh, you want to do, what is up with you in submarine movies, man? I, one ping only, please. <laughs> For Shilly. <laughs> Ryan, some things don't react well to bullets in here. <laughs> Sorry, those are lines that Sean Connery said in The Hunt for Red October. <sighs> I know nobody listening to this is getting my jokes. But... Well, they, we, two episodes ago or three episodes ago, we <laughs> talked about it. you just talked shit about it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we have to. We can't go straight to Signs because we have to talk about Unbreakable. Was that before Signs? Mm-hmm. It oh, goes Sixth the... Sense, Unbreakable, Signs. Unbreakable? Mm-hmm. So Sixth Sense was 1999, Unbreakable was 2000. Oh, yeah. We yeah. need to talk about Unbreakable. And then 2002 was Signs. Unbreakable. I just watched it for the first time in years today. Yeah. And so this is one where it's like, it's there's no horror elements to it. Like Sixth Sense had horror elements. This one's a little bit more drama. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, there are some thriller, suspense yeah. to it, but I wouldn't really call it a thriller. I mean, it is. I mean, you got the bad guy and uh, Mr. Glass and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. He does I, fight the guy. I would, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, saw, I see. I see. It's a little bit more of a dr- of a drama than I would say anything with well, like some thriller aspects. I feel like we have to give cultural context to it also because this was like before the MCU, and like you got to understand like the last superhero movie we got was like Batman X-Men. and Robin. Or no, it's X Men. Like X Men. X Men, and then Spider Man was right after this. And so, and M Night Shyamalan, and like the trailers came out and. It didn't. It didn't tell you what the story was, but it hinted that. And with the name Unbreakable, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, is he? Is he a superhero? And then when you go to see it, yeah. it is a superhero movie. But like everyone was like, this is so fucking cool. We've yeah. never seen a superhero movie like this before. And that's great because I, I talk about my shtick thing, right? Like the shtick is it's a superhero movie, but it's not filmed, yeah, or directed, or written, or even acted. Like a superhero, it's not movie. at all. The only thing that it's filmed like a comic book, though. So it does have things where, like, kind of, there's yeah. A, there's a the scene, color, like a lot of color stuff in it. Yeah, but there's like a scene with uh, David Dunn, who Bruce Willis, Unbreakable. Yeah, he is like talking, and they do a camera wipe, but the camera just moves. As they're talking, and then once Bruce Willis gets out of frame, that's the transition into the next scene. Yeah, which kind of feels like a comic book panel yeah so which is cool it's yeah there's things that make it feel like you're actually in a like you're watching a live action comic book yeah well when was the last time you read a comic book have you read them recently um yeah i just read through yeah that's right you still read you still read because you're up on like all the store thor stuff and uh yeah i mean a lot of that is 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 more but that is how comics go searching but i do i just read the uh the hawkeye series that Uh, the show was kind of based off of. Yeah, and I, of course, am keeping up with Superman. Superman, and then uh, I just bought the Invincible series. You, have I wanna, you read sorry, it yet? I haven't, I haven't read it yet. You are in for a treat. It's 144 issues. Yeah. And it's 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 beginning, middle, and end. Yes. And it ends well, middles well, and begins well. Sweet. You are in for a I love treat. The, the show is absolutely amazing. Yes. And so I knew about Invincible We'll get into we'll do an invincible episode. We need to do an invincible episode. Uh, Sorry. But, but Unbreakable my, my, is really my, cool. the whole point of that, me saying that is when you read a comic book, like the panels kind of are blended together yeah. a lot of the times in really kind of an artsy weird way. And so like knowing which section of the page to read next, you you just have to have to follow the artwork with your yeah. eyes, which is what M. Night Shyamalan did in this movie. He's like, I'm going to do that camera work, and you mm-hmm. just kind of – and it's like you're following on to the next piece of action. And it's like, that's cool, man. And one of the things that – I didn't realize this at a time, at the time, but now, you know, 
One of the cool things about doing banter and such is it's really made me a lot more of an educated cinephile. Yes, yes. And that's one of the things I really appreciate like about analyzing. you yeah. as well as like you and I th- have taken this concept of a podcast <laughs> and like been like, no, like we really have to like know this shit. Yeah. And one of the things I've, you know, I've talked about a lot where there's just such fast transitions in Hollywood now. Like yeah. there's like, oh, we're going to have eight cameras for the single scene and every three seconds we're going to cut to a new Oh, angle. yeah, yeah. It's, Unbreakable, it's the YouTube editing yeah. thing, yeah. Unbreakable does not do that. He lingers. And yeah. that's what's great. So the scene when his kid pulls the gun. Oh my gosh, that's on him yeah. is a wonder. Yeah. They do there's no cuts. It's just camera panning back and forth and it's like a full like 4 minute scene. Yeah. Can I ruin one of my uh one of my trivia questions? I mean, that's on you. I want to ruin one of my trivia questions right now. Okay. So that scene it's it's almost a literal uh, representation of a real life. I knew that was going to be one of your questions. Scenario that was going to be one of my questions. Yep. Of course, yeah. You Christopher know, Reeves, uh, George Reeves, George Reeves. Oh yeah, sorry. So yes. George Reeves was Superman on the black and white TV mm-hmm. show. Uh, there's a guy named Kirk Allen. Then it was George Reeves. He's a big barrel chested guy. Yeah, which is interesting. And then Christopher Reeve, yeah, Reeve became after that. But anyways, yeah. so George Reeves, he was wearing his Superman suit. He's out on the street. He's doing a thing with fans and stuff. And there was a kid mm-hmm. came up to him with a gun, yep, and was convinced that he was really Superman. Mm-hmm. And he goes to shoot him. And so George Reeve, he talks the kid down, and he says, "If you shoot me, it won't hurt me because I'm Superman. You're right. I'm Superman. I'm fine. But the bullet might ricochet and hit someone else." Yep. And that's how he convinced. But this kid was about to shoot him. Yep. And like I'm like that. That shit really happened. That's yeah. crazy. And, and that, that scene is so intense in this movie. Yeah. And it's one of those things because it's like, is is he about to shoot his own father? Yes. And it's just wild. But yeah, it's and you didn't know it was going to happen because no. we didn't know. I mean, I think probably he would have been fine, right? Because he can he take a, a gunshot. Um, I think he's. I think he can. I probably yeah. But we didn't know. As you're I mean, watching the movie, you're like, you don't know. Yeah, because eventually then you see the flashback of the car accident. And that dude was flung like 30 feet from the car. Yeah, yeah. And was totally fine, unscratched. I mean, he survived a train wreck. That's right, the train wreck. That everyone died. That everyone died but him. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure. But I love how like he, it doesn't just spell it out for you and spoon yeah. feed you what his limitations. Like his, it's like a list of his superpowers. Like you really don't know his limits. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, is he? Because he is strong. But he's not like crazy is he strong. strong. That's one of the things I like you know? about it where it, it made it where it's like the superheroes in the Unbreakable trilogy. Yeah. Are they're not like Superman, but they're like they're they're more like Captain America. Yes. Right? Like yes. they're they're just taking it to the pinnacle yeah. and a little bit further, right? Like so Bruce Willis, he benches I he like rips a car door off. Yeah. He benches like 350 pounds. Like, which is all, but he doesn't pick up an aircraft carrier. Yeah, yeah. But it's like 350 pounds that like, people can do, right? Yeah, uh, and but he's not a bodybuilder. Yeah, he, he's so, Bruce Willis. Yeah, it's Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah, which which I love, and and but you also don't know as things are going on, you don't know the boundaries of like his abilities because then when when he starts touching people and he sees like a psychic vision of mm-hmm. like people who have done good things or bad things. And the movie doesn't really spell that out, but no. it's just like he just has this this psychic sense of who's a bad guy. Yeah, there's it's interesting and to talk a little bit more about that too with like the the editing and like the the quick cuts is right now in cinema 
it's infuriating to me at times that I feel like we as the audience is getting pandered to. Like we oh, yeah. have to explain everything. It's spoon feeding us. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, there's no explanation. There's no origin story. We don't know why. Yeah. The gla- glasses are the ways him, in. There was no yeah. comet from a, we didn't need that. No, there was nothing like that. And even then they're like, they don't explain exactly what his touching thing is. Yeah, they don't. And How does that work? Yeah. And nope. we, we don't know. We don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And he was wrong about M. Night Shyamalan's character, the the drug dealer. Yeah. And But it's like, well, but he saw the vision. So I like that, though, where it's like they're not spoon feeding us. They're giving us enough where we can kind of draw our own conclusions. Yeah. And let us have mystery. That's it, what I miss that in cinema is mystery. Yeah. Or just, you know, you can hint at stuff like there's ways of storytelling that aren't direct. Like there's indirect storytelling. Yeah. Like, and you you tell you say something to the audience without saying it directly into the camera. Yes. And it's like that's that's fun. You Too know? many people rely on exposition. Yes. In a way that I mean, we all need exposition. So let me rephrase that. On direct exposition where they have to like explain it. Yeah. To like another character. Like you said, there's no subtlety. Yeah. I'm like yeah. and that's one of the things like I was just uh watching an interview with Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. That's one of the things he really liked about How I Met Your Mother. And I didn't realize that until I heard him talk about it, where he liked that they weren't the, – the show didn't pander to the audience. Where, like, if there was, like, a reoccurring joke that they hadn't done for a few seasons, yeah. they didn't, like, do a throwback and, like, talk about it. They just did it, and they would assume that the audience yeah. would remember that this is a joke from, like, season three. That's like a – like, community – does that yep. too? Like, the, 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 I like that kind of when you assume that the audience is smart, you yeah. know, and you don't assume that we're stupid. I like that because also too, what's fun is, I mean, big surprise, believe it or not, is when you sit down with a buddy and you talk about the movie, and then oh, they're man. like, and then they're like, hey, did you notice this? And you're like, oh, I didn't even notice that. That's so cool, you know, like. That's fun, but if you just spell it out and spoon feed it to us in the movie, there's no fun yeah. conversation afterwards. Because, no. like, like I mean, there's some of the recent – like, I remember, you know, we, we came out of some of the recent – like, even when we were talking about some of the stuff on Disney+. Plus. I'm like, oh, have you seen this show? Have you seen oh, that yeah. show? I'm like, well, we've seen it, but there's nothing to talk about. Nope. Like, it is what it is. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm in like, love with She-Hulk, but I'm like, I – Yeah. The, I don't know what to say, like, to, like, talk about it, right? We'll probably still do an episode on it, but... We should. I, yeah. Like, Miss Marvel has been fun, oh, too. Have you seen it yet? Yeah, I finished it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, good. Great. it's good. Oh, talking about that, did you hear the news about Ryan Reynolds today? No. <gasps> Breaking news. Is he going to be the new Miss Marvel? No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he could do it, but no. Uh, they did a teaser for Deadpool 3 today. Oh, shit! In Disney Universe now. He's officially part of So the, the, it's Ryan Reynolds and he's sitting on his couch in his house and he's talking about like, hey, I'm sorry. I just been so deep with thought. I didn't know how to like do Deadpool right for the MCU movie. And he like does this whole montage of him trying to like write the next Deadpool movie. <laughs> yes. And he goes, and I got nothing. But I got one idea. And then as he says that behind him, Hugh Jackman walks past him. <laughs> and he's like, hey, Hugh, you want to play Wolverine one more time? And then like what? Hugh Jackman then walks up the stairs behind him. You never really see like him fully. He like walks like, yeah, sure. Whatever, oh, Ryan. my gosh. Yeah. So oh, my gosh. It's cool. Dude, I, I cannot wait to see like Deadpool in the MCU. Like with all it opens up a world of jokes to him now. Yeah, I just we'll get into that later. Anyways, we need to talk about <laughs> your and mine favorite M. Night Shyamalan yeah. Ding Dong I, and movie. I, I, you could tell I loved it so much it, I want to jump the gun. Hands down. In my opinion, is his 
best movie, not just in my, as my favorite. Yeah. So I'm going to go you level here. I think this is his best movie overall. I think the storytelling, the cinematography, yeah. the the way it's laid out, the introspectiveness of Mel Gibson's character, uh, Joaquin Phoenix just being over the top, the yeah. kids. I think everything about it is just chef's kiss Man, perfect. I, it's funny because I feel I'm going to do an Owen on this because I feel like you know The Sixth Sense is just his masterpiece, and I think Unbreakable is underrated. I think it's way better than people remember. Yeah. But Signs, it's my favorite. I don't think it's his best one, but it is my favorite one. And part of it is because of the soundtrack. Yes. That soundtrack is so spooky. And just everything is spooky and atmospheric. There's nothing gross yeah. or violent. There's a score to it, but it's, it's yeah, you're right. It's used a little bit more atmospherically. Yeah, everything is subtle. Absolutely uh, yeah. everything. One of my favorite things is the sound design for the cornfield. Oh my gosh. Just every single time the wind picks up and oh, you can hear it going through the cornfield. The it leaves just leaves rubbing yeah. up against. Oh, and then just this, it's just fucking Mel Gibson walking through a cornfield with a flashlight and you just hear the. Yeah. Of the wind in the cornfield and he's looking around and you know, something's going to happen. Yeah. We all know something's going to happen. And all you see, you just see this motherfucker's calf, calf. this, like his heel mm-hmm. disappear behind a corn stalk, but that little, you know the little music, and, yeah. you're, and you're like, yeah. ah! uh, "Strange Encounters of the Third Kind." <laughs> yes. they, they base the score off that movie. Yes, I, I read that. Like he wanted something like classic sounding, but he also he's like, "But I also want something a little threatening, like Jaws." Yeah, and then, uh, but he's like, "I want something atmospheric, like Alien." Yeah, so that's where I was it like, was cool. perfect. Yeah, I mean, and even how they incorporate the uh, the signals from the spaceships. Oh yeah, and the baby monitor and stuff. Yeah. Just, oh. And it's like, is that part of the soundtrack? It's just, that's freaking me out, man. It was so, so this movie, I know for sure I saw in the movie theater with my folks because we were so in love with Sixth Sense and Unbreakable. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, we had to watch it. And I remember almost shitting my pants. Yeah. This movie, this movie truly is. What what year was this? 2002. Okay. I, so I I think I was dating Sarah at the time. And I think I saw this movie with her on one of our dates. Oh, really? Okay. So I, I think I was like eighth or ninth grade so okay. i was like high school like just started high school or just about to finish junior high yeah like we we had just dropped our our grandkids off at the the preschool and we we're going to go get our uh arp uh and social security checks and we took that and went and got a sodi pop and went to see <laughs> the new m night Shyamalan uh moving picture uh, yes there it is yes <laughs> but we went together and i <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I remember, I remember my heart racing in yeah. this movie. And I love my wife, but it wasn't because of her. It was because this movie scared the shit out of me. Like I, so I you, remember, yeah. I just my heart was racing. I was so scared. The scene that you know, I, I can, I can say the scaredest I've ever been in my entire life was the first time I saw The Ring. Really? Yes. Oh, scariest. But after that. That movie is to counter myself. That, that movie was scary. It was scary, but it, after the first viewing, the it's laughable. I told you the story about how that's the only movie I screamed in. Yeah, yeah, you, we've talked about it. Before okay, on I, this podcast. Yeah, like I screamed out loud, uh, like a bitch. I screamed out loud in signs. Did like you? Like a bitch. What so, what scene was it? You want to guess? Was it the birthday scene? The mm-hmm. birthday party scene? Do you know that's rated as one of the scariest scenes of all time? And. It, I'm, not I'm not surprised. It is rated as one of the scariest scenes and you of know, and all you, movies. And you know what happens in it? Nothing. Nothing. Like, it's just the alien 
comes out from the bushes. Yep, that's and, it. And that's all that happens. Screamed there. And I'm pretty sure I screamed at the hand scene. Oh, in the basement? In the basement oh! and the other one in the kitchen. Oh, when, in the pantry. The pantry when he like just, he's like, screw it and like looks down underneath the pantry. And the claw, and the claw comes, comes right for the camera. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I remember. I remember. Yes. Yes, yeah. dude. But the scene when it's like, oh, okay, this this mine, this basement, they used to pour coal down here. So there's a coal shaft. Yeah. And like they find it and then the sun's sitting there and you're like, what's going on? And just all of a sudden, whoop, that the arm hand grabs oh. And then they drop the flashlight and yeah. you just hear the scuffling and stuff. I love it. So have you heard, I feel like if we're going to talk about signs, we have to talk about some of the fan theories Ooh, because I feel like signs was the first time where an M night Shyamalan movie, like didn't make sense, you know? Cause later on, of course he did movies and I'm like, what, what is this? This, there's plot holes here. Yeah. None of this makes sense. Signs, even though I love it so much, it was the first movie where like, why can these aliens not just kick your door or shoot ray guns or just blow your house so, with their nuclear bombs they, or whatever. So they did talk about that in the movie. So there's that book that they're reading, the kids That's, are reading. Yeah, they did. And yeah. they did say that like, I mean, it's this is a gimme, but it does say like they probably won't use their technology against us with, for fear that we would retaliate with nukes. Yeah. And if the whole point is them trying to harvest our world for resources. Yeah, which, we, okay, yeah. that makes sense. But just the whole, and then of course, the the twist of this movie, uh, or one of them was their water kills them. Yeah, and it's like, hey man, seventy percent of our planet is water. Yeah, seventy percent of our bodies <laughs> are water. We can spit on your yeah. ass. Like none of that makes sense. You would clearly not. It rains that shit from the sky. <laughs> you would never in a million years invade this planet. Yeah, if that is your one weakness. But have you heard some of the fan theories that explain it? I know no. two of which. Okay, but I do know that that's kind of a throwback. There's like two alien movies. Like one was in the 50s and one was in the 70s. That seawater was acidic yes. to them. And I can't – so it was kind of a throwback. I can't I remember what movie. Yeah, so. there's a classic uh, horror film that he was kind of referencing yeah. there. So what's the, the – Well, I heard one of them. One fan theory was the aliens weren't actually invading Earth. They were using Earth as Australia. And Earth is the Australia of the universe. They were just <laughs> they were just dropping off their prisoners. Okay. They were dropping off their dumbest, like, like were, and they were just <laughs> they were just dumping them on what they would consider this hell planet. Oh man. Because water is acid to them and this whole planet is water. And so these were just their criminals who were desperately trying to survive. And the humans were like, fuck you guys, just yeah. killed them all. Jesus. So that's one theory that okay. they were just driving. Another theory was n they weren't aliens at all. It, they leaned the other way where this was all supernatural and they were like demons. And the water, like the reason the water uh, burned them was because it was it, he was a pr our pastor. And it's like holy water, you know oh, what I mean? Oh God! And so, and I don't like it, but I no, heard that it. one doesn't make sense. It, it's interesting, though, it, yeah. I right? like it. It doesn't make sense for the movie, though. So you like the Australia version? Uh, that better. one is that one kind of tickles <laughs> my fancy. Uh, but man, I just this movie is just so good, and it like sets up, and it breaks the one rule. The, like there is a mega rule in in movies that you don't do. And they did it fucking twice in the same mo in this movie. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. You don't ever fuck with dogs. Oh, yeah. And they killed two dogs in this movie. Oh, that's right. There's like it's like an unwritten rule. Oh, the where, poor little guy. Because yeah. didn't he get like stabbed or something? Yeah. Or? So that because they talk they had about to stab him, yeah. how 
like an, like some of the animals were on edge, like there was yeah. a predator around. Oh, oh. And one of their dogs, um, uh, Houdini, I think it was his name. Yeah. Uh, was trying to attack the little girl, Bo. And so the bro- the, That's right. Yeah, yeah, the son had to oh, kill it. I remember that. And then you hear him barking outside mm-hmm. and then yelping, and you're like, no. Like, but, man, talk about another scene that was fucking terrifying was after that dinner scene, and they had boarded up all the, the windows and doors, and, like, it, it's the calm before the storm. Yeah. We know that it's about to happen. They know the aliens are invading mm-hmm. tonight. And they've they've done everything they know how to do. They've boarded up the doors and windows and stuff. And they're like, we're gonna try to just survive, but it's gonna happen tonight. And they get together for their like last supper, yep. you know. And then it's begun. And you hear the dogs barking, and the and then you hear the scuttering about, and like that was fucking. Ter- and then a hand under the door. door. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's it's yeah. That movie is just done so well. Where even the first scene was like a little bit of a jump scare because it's Mel Gibson just waking up real quick. Yeah. So it's like his head comes into frame yeah. as he like leans up from, and it's just, everything's great. What's the one, what's the one with the daughter? She's like, um, why is there a monster outside my oh, window? Oh, it's, um, oh yeah. What's wrong? Uh, it was like, oh yeah, I need a glass of water and there's a monster outside my, my room. And he turns and there's the silhouette of the mm-hmm. alien standing on top of the roof. And you're like, ah! Cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is so good. I mean, honestly, like the it's one of my favorite scary yeah, movies. It, yeah, right there with you. Mel Gibson does a great job, and even Mel Gibson said that this was one of his hardest movies to act in because Mel Gibson has always been such like like a rage, energy forward, just crazy actor. Right, all yeah. his roles have been that, and this has been like introspective, very quiet. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and M. Night Shyamalan was in interviews. He was he said this that was the opposite for him. He said this is one of his easiest movies. Yeah. It was like easiest one to write and easiest one to film. And I think he even said this one was his favorite one. I think it was. No, Unbreakable. I, I, oh, was it Unbreakable? I think it's, I think it's Unbreakable. He said was his favorite. But those are my three. Those are probably my three favorites. So it, we we have a couple minutes left here before we get into trivia which i'm fine with by the way if we if we never talked about other i mean we well we're going to we're going to go through i'm going to read from uh signs on and we'll just give like a quick little thing on it so the next movie that came out in 2004 the village and this is when the problem started yes the cracks in the wall and brandon and i you and i so it's hard for us to hang out outside of banter and such because we end up having conversations. <laughs> We're like, no, we can't talk about We're this like, until we get up, on air. We're like, shut up, shut up. We got to record this. So for the listeners at home, Brando and I, nothing of this is ever scripted besides our intros and outros. So we don't know what either one of us is bringing to the table. Yeah. And that's part of the, like, the whole gist of this show. So yesterday we started talking about some stuff and this came up. Yeah. Uh, and so what did you think? What did you think of the village? Okay, so I actually, I really like the village. I do too. Until like the twist. Okay. I think the twist makes the entire movie meaningless. I totally agree. I wanted the, I, I wanted the monsters to be real. I liked yes. those monsters. Those monsters were scary. This movie was scary until the monsters were fake. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah. It, it, so once again, we talked about you can't bat 100, especially if you're trying to do a twist ending for every single fucking yeah. movie. The issue is, is every movie before this, Signs, Unbreakable, Sixth Sense, they started giving you hints what the twist was going to be. Yes. And if you're smart, you could put you it could together. Pick it up, yeah, you yeah. could pick it up and and things like that. But the village, there is none of that. It comes out of fucking nowhere. It, it, and yeah. that's the issue. If they had hinted at some other stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, well, like, oh, this and that. And like, oh, well, why is this person missing? Or, yeah. hey, like, 
what in, there was just nothing. It was just all of a sudden. The, here's a twist. Like well, the, here's a twist, and as well, the, yeah. the twist had no consequences because she was blind. Yeah. So what? It didn't matter. It didn't matter. It just it just made the movie more boring for yep. the audience. And they they did such a good job of like setting up these monsters as like scary because it's like the towers at the edge of the forest mm-hmm. and the little flame and how they had to keep watch like the monsters in the forest that are going to sneak into the village and harass like that is a classic like monster thing yep. like and they did such a great job at like building that into a legitimately like sp- like creepy spooky yep. thing then for them to turn around and go like oh they're not real monsters not real. Yep. it's like dude you did such a good job at building up this monster yeah. and now you're saying it's not a monster and it was like, terrible so yeah. Definitely the start of the decline. I if someone's like, "Hey, let's watch the village," I'm like, "Okay, yeah, well, I'd be I'll watch down for it. it." But every single movie after, from this moment on, probably would never watch again I, I, until we get into some of the more recent stuff. Yeah, I mean, Lady in the Water. Okay, so next one was Lady in the Water, which I wanted how to the like fuck it. can you waste the talent of Paul Giamatti? Yes, dude, one of the greatest actors yes. of our generation. And oh, oh sorry about whoa. that. Whoa. Uh, you're so guitar. upset, yeah. You're yeah, you're, you're, you're snacking the mic around. <laughs> but Paul Giamatti, one of the greatest, and movie does nothing. Yeah, and he, what's it? Bryce Bryce Dallas Bryce Dallas Hallard. Yeah, yeah. She's she's fantastic. They're all great. Like, but the movie is just like, what's happening? What I, I don't. Is this, huh? Are you doing like what is the? Fun? Yeah, and the twist is that he's not the protector. He's the lover or whatever. The nurse. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't care okay. about that. All right, next one. <laughs> one that actually I kind of enjoy to okay. watch, uh, but I have to be under in the, the right mood All right. if you catch my drift. And the mood is something similar to what happened to you last night. Uh, the <laughs> the happening. Okay, I'm going to go and say this, and you're going to be mad at me. Okay, never seen it? I've never seen it. I'm okay. Because I'm not mad at you for that. that was the point where you lost me. Like, yeah. after Lady in the Water... And I saw that happening, and then the reviews started being like super negative, and I was like, "I'm done, man." Mark Wahlberg is so atrociously bad in this movie; <laughs> it's almost good. The thing is, Mark Wahlberg can be a great actor, yes. though. Like he's he, I think he needs a good director. If you've seen him in uh, uh, with uh, Scorsese and uh, uh, The Departed, Depart- he was great in Departed. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe go maybe fuck yourself. yourself. You know, yeah. <laughs> like when he's with a great act- uh, director, he's a great. But in this movie, he was clearly like. Looking confused Dude. into the camera. Into the camera. Like, yeah. what's, what's happening? Huh? Say hello to your mother for me. <laughs> hi, how you doing? Say hi I'm, to your mother for me. I'm Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> just, I, yeah. think, I think the thing about this movie Do you know the was, twist is? It's trees, right? It's trees. They're releasing pollen into the air that's a toxin to Making us. Making people- Yeah, like kill himself. Yeah. And they're running from the wind. Yes. That's blowing the- The pollen. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, then uh, ugh, the last Airbender, cool, done. Uh, then we come into honestly probably his worst film, and it's not even because of him. Yep. After Earth, welcome to Earth. Yeah, it's Will Smith and Jada Smith. Uh, Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith. Yeah, so, yeah. So this was on top of uh, Will Smith like bringing his son in and like trying to force him onto America. It was as, like, like the it, next. It was like a vanity project to be yeah. like, yo, I'm done. You all now will love my son. And he was in like Karate Kid and all this stuff. And everyone's like, I, no one was like, I don't, I, huh? We're supposed to like this kid because he's Will Smith's kid. And the movie was like, 
every decision they made in the movie was the exact wrong decision. They made this decision. They're like, we want you to have this accent. It's going to, cause it's like a thousand years in the future. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're speaking English, but obviously you'll speak it with like a different accent. Right. And they're like, cool. So they came up with this accent of like a future accent. And it's like, that's a cool idea. Right. Yeah. But when you listen to it, it sounds fucking stupid, stupid. as hell. Yeah, man. It wasn't like, executed right. It was like, what are you doing? This sounds dumb. Stop doing this. It just wasn't good. But here's my thing. After this movie is when Shyamalama Ding Dong started to get better. Well, there was a little bit of a break, right? So, yeah, because he did After Earth. Well, The Happening was 2008. Last Airbender was 2010. After Earth, 2013. Then his next one. Yeah, see, I'm getting far apart. Yeah, yeah. is 2015. And I actually really like this movie, The Uh Visit. This is with the grandparents, right? The grandparents one, yeah. Uh I haven't seen this one either. Actually, so... It's a, they do it like found footage kind of style. So it's the kids documenting their week stay. And isn't it like where their grandparents are creeping them out or something? Yeah. The grandparents are getting weird. Okay. Like there's a line one time where like the grandparent, like the grandma like pulls some, like a food out of the oven and then looks to the girl. She's like, Hey, could you get in the oven and clean it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, but it's a, it's a good one. The twist, this one starts to get back into twists and good twists. The twist at the end. I, I I think it's I think it, it's not anything mind blowing like the Sixth Sense, but yeah. I, I think it's pretty good. I'm fine. Okay, so if you're gonna talk, but then we need to get into and we'll we'll, we'll be done with this. So here's here where I come back. Split, split. Because oh my dear, God, I've always liked James McAvoy. Yeah, I did not realize how good of an actor same he was until Split. Same. I didn't. I did not. Split is where I got all my respect for James McAvoy. I was like, who the fuck is Dude, this guy? Insane to he when he did all the different personalities, every single personality yes. was a completely different person. But like he looks different. Like yeah. his body is different and his face like his muscles are different. I'm like, "Dude, th- what are you doing yeah, right now?" I, like Dude, the, I it was crazy and then Split came out cuz I'm trying to wrap us up so we can have some more stuff to talk about in bonus banter. Yeah. Uh but Glass then came out because Split had that uh, after credit. It had the MCU, the MCU thing. after credits to tied it in. You're like, oh shit, this is part of Unbreakable. And then Bruce Willis showed up and he was like, you think you're the only superhero in the world? <laughs> I'm putting a team together. Yeah. It's the Glass Avengers. <laughs> Glass, get the fuck out the of here. The Unbreak Avengers. <laughs> you know, uh, Glass it has Nick Fury. <laughs> I have my muscles. <laughs> so yeah, the and, and this muscle breakers. <laughs> Just but so Glass came out and Glass was like, you know, I'm, we're gonna tie Unbreakable and Split together, and I, I enjoyed Glass. It wasn't as good as I hoped it be. Was yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't as good as I hoped it would be. But I did enjoy it. I wouldn't say that it was another like, you know, one Lady in the Water or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, man, and they needed old. Yeah, which we'll get into bonus banter on old. So what's and, this? What's and this one? What's devil? Knock, knock, knock at the cabin. Knock at the cabin's coming up. He's got one coming up. Yeah, knock at the cabin. Uh, the I don't devil, know. Devil is that the one where they were in the the elevator? Oh, and I yeah. really like that one too. You liked it? I liked it. I didn't. Oh, really? okay. We'll get bonus banter. We'll talk about him bonus banter. Okay. Um, but honestly, like M Night Shyamalan, uh, even though he has done such shit for so long. Uh, I would still say he's one of the best directors of our generation. I honestly, I have nothing but love and respect for that guy. If I don't think about the last airbender. Yeah. If, if I take that movie out of existence, which in head canon for me, yeah, in, it doesn't exist in earth. Six one five or six one six. Yeah. He doesn't exist. It doesn't. That and, movie doesn't exist. And to be fair, like, 
we all knew that, like, you know, it's like whenever they do a movie based on a video game, it's, oh, yeah. you know, it's going to be shit. You know, it's like, dude, we knew, you know, most of the time when they do a movie based on something else, it's not good. Yeah. So it's like, it's almost like it's not his fault. He was just like cursed or something. I feel like that's what happened with Mike Shyamalan. Like he found a monkey's paw somewhere when he was like <laughs> seventeen, and he like sold his soul to it. And but he was like, you can only get four movies, and then you will be hated by everyone. <laughs> and he was like, let's do it, Let, man. fuck it, let's go. And then Lady I would Water. Take that <laughs> and then last airbender and everyone's like fuck you M. Night Shyamalan but, but honestly uh, but I, M. Night, I know you're a fan of the show so yeah. I just want to say like look man we love I, th- you, I think you're back on it and yeah. I cannot wait for what like the next decade of movies that you're making I'm, I feel like I'm rooting for him yeah I'm, 100% I want him to win yeah. I want him to win well yeah. hey uh, Brando do you know what time it is it's trivia time Oh yeah. So, so Brando, you have been on a tear. I uh, but I, unfortunately, uh well, because last week I had I had the vid, so we didn't record, so we just released, which I think is was a hilarious episode. Your episode of Wasted Truth that we released last oh, week. Oh yeah, yeah. Themselves. I yeah. had so much fun with those girls. And they were so kind to me because <laughs> I just felt so stupid. But I was stepping in their world and they welcomed yeah. me in and I, I love them for that. And so uh but on Back to the Future, I did beat you three to five. So you have to. What, what, what are we calling it now? We always change the name like every episode. I feel like uh, the wheel of misfortune. Is what the we spinning shitstorm of loserdom. All right. Well, All Brando, right. give All us right. a spin. Ah! What does that say? I have no idea. What pirate Pirates. hat? Oh, which is great. So you have to wear a pirate hat and talk like a pirate for the rest of the episode. <laughs> All right. Is it over here? Uh, yeah. It's. it's uh, you have a fucking pirate hat in this studio. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> You've landed on this one before. I'd take your headphones off, Brando. Yeah. Take them off before you reach. All yeah. Right. Top that top right corner up there. It's I think it's underneath the chicken head. Yep, there it is. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Put that shit on. Well, I put the headphones on and then or wh- whichever, I don't care. This is all this is great content for the podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, let's let's get a I'll put the pirate hat on. Check out, <laughs> check out our Instagram to see this stupid <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> All right. This um, is just a fucking ploy to grow our social media. <laughs> Please. <presence>. Yeah. Check <laughs> us out on Instagram. All right, Brando, would you like to go first or shall I go first? Yeah. Well, now I only have five questions because okay. I gave I gave that. I had the Superman one I had to talk about. Yeah, that's fair. Um, You go first. You go okay. first. Okay. Uh, so M. Night Shyamalan likes using the same actor twice. Now, obviously, with Unbreakable, that has changed. But from movie to movie, he always has brought a previous actor into the next one. Okay. For instance, Bruce Willis was Sixth Sense to Unbreakable. Yeah. Then he's had a couple other ones. Can you give me, I would say, two actors, two other actors who have been in two movies back to back is it okay if i look at his movies no okay two other actors back mm-hmm. i mean so signs i'm trying to think of the order of them so it it went uh unbreakable and then signs yes like who was in there so he so he started so he started new cast in signs okay so signs and then what was that lady in the water then lady in the water no then the village then the village mm-hmm. okay joaquin phoenix is in both yes there's yeah. one so joaquin phoenix played merrill and then he played one of the, the villagers yeah one of the so joaquin phoenix was in both 
And let's see. And then after that was Lady in the Water. Mm-hmm. And then was it Last Airbender? No, uh, I'll say it, it. this pretty much ends at Lady in the Water. Okay. Oh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Is in both as well. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. So, all right. I will give you a bonus point. All right. If you can give me the third. And I will give you, it's from Signs to the Village as well. From Signs to the There's Village. There's another person that's in both those movies. I think I know who it is. All right. Is it the sheriff? Yes. Yeah? Give me the name, her name. I don't, I don't remember. I just remember in Signs, she was the sheriff. Sheriff, and then she's one of the elders in the she's, town. Yeah. Right, I'll knew. give you, I'll give it to you. Cherry <laughs> Jones. Cherry yeah, Jones. I didn't remember her name, but I do remember like, yeah, she's like All an right, elder. You got two yeah. points. I'll give it to you. All right. All right. Here we go. Um... Mine is coming from Signs too. So in Signs, the scene where Mel Gibson says goodbye to his wife, because mm-hmm. you know they had like done the flashbacks to it, and then finally they get yeah. to that final conversation where she's kind of like given the prophecy, and he says goodbye to her. That scene was filmed a day after a real life tragedy that had happened, like a real world tragedy. Like, what was what was the tragedy? I'm going to need a little... It was like a real-world national tragedy. Oh, was it the day after 9-11? It was. Okay. <laughs> it was. I have thought if I were to use yeah. the word national, you know. Yeah. This is, this is on film on like, September 12th, 2001. That's right. As well, uh, because the other thing I remember reading up on is the day after M. Night Shyamalan's a family member died, he had to give a speech yes. to Mel Gibson. So that's where I was like, I couldn't... Re- like I'm like, when you say tragedy, I need a little... Get honed in here. And so like the whole cast and crew did this whole candlelight vigil for like 9-11. And then they blew out their candles and then filmed that scene. Wow. And that's like a a heart-jerking scene too. So yeah. So my next question then. This is going to go for Unbreakable. David Dunn, Bruce Willis in Unbreakable, is credited with three superpowers and potentially a fourth. Can you name all four? Well, okay, one would be, you know, his, like, invulnerability. Yep, invincibility. Um, one would be his strength. Mm-hmm. And then the third one would be, like, that psychic. The extra extra sense. Yeah. The sixth sense. The, the, yeah, he has the, a sixth the, sense. He, yeah. he sees dead people. Um, and then he has a fourth, which you don't really see in the movie, but it's hinted at it a couple times. Oh, wow. I thought I had it. There's a fourth one. Mm-hmm. Because he does, it's it involves Mr. Glass, right? No. I thought like he was getting some flashbacks from him or something. No, that's all the extra sense. I don't know what it is. So it is super speed. Really? Not, like I said, we talked about it where it's not like crazy like the Flash, right? Yeah. But they talk a lot about his football career and how amazing of a quarterback he was. Oh. So the theory is... And especially with now uh, Glass coming out, him running faster than most humans. Oh, okay. okay yeah. yeah. All right. So do I get anything from that? Uh, maybe. I get three points instead of four points. <laughs> 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 all right. All right. Here we go. Um, so the movie Signs, mm-hmm. with the movie Signs, the title, Signs, has two meanings, um, like metaphorical meanings. What mm-hmm. are they in, for the movie? So what are the signs, the metaphorical signs in the movie? Uh, so one is like signs could also be a term for like miracles. Is it like looking for some type of like, yes, like the divine intervention, like intervening yeah, with it's life? Yeah, like a sign from God. God yeah. yeah. Okay. So yes, that's one. That's one. And then signs would be like 
looking for encounters of the third kind. That like the the crops. Okay, yeah. Circles. The, okay, like yes, yeah. yes. The crop circles. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So like the crop circles are signs from aliens. Yes, yeah. And then the the stuff in his life where these were signs from God. So yes. and it was both. You know yeah. what's crazy uh, is traditionally like the the signs out in a field has always been wheat. They did corn specifically to because it was stranger that. Oh, you mean like crop corn. circles? Crop circles were in wheat was in wheat fields because corn stock. Like if you actually run through a cornfield, it's you, creepy. You are going to come out with bruises, and they're it's tall too. Yeah. So my my wife has family in uh, the middle of nowhere, Indiana, like in the middle of cornfields. Oh wow! And it does get spooky at night. Like <laughs> it's it's definitely I'm weird. sure. Okay. And I want to say too, like as someone who is a pastor <laughs> in my in my other life, it was nice seeing Mel Gibson like portray a pastor who wasn't like a psychopath or something. And as well, <laughs> like, like, he was just a decent guy. It, that whole struggle he has too it was cool. It's great. I yeah, loved it. Like, it was really cool. Um, okay. Shamalama Ding Dong got nominated <laughs> for a Razzie for every film that he made from The Village onward. Okay. What movie broke that streak? It had to be split. No. It wasn't? It, no. The Did... Visit was the first movie since- Was that before Split? The, yeah, it was a year. Yeah, right before Split. Oh! Yeah. Damn the it. visit didn't was what broke the the streak for. Uh, maybe I need to see this movie. I it, thought that was one of his duds. Uh, it gets like I think it's got like a three point six online. Okay. So yeah, I, like I said, I really like it. So yeah, I need to check it out. Yeah. All right, let's see. Okay, everyone in M Night Shyamalan's family, or most everyone mm-hmm. in are are this profession. Hold on, let me finish. They are this same profession, except for him. He's the only one who's a filmmaker. Okay. That's why he cameoed as this profession in The Sixth Sense. In The Sixth Sense. His cameo, he was this profession. Oh, my God. And that's what everyone in his family is except for him. The Sixth Sense? Yeah. I'm trying to remember his cameo. I know. No one ever remembers it because it was so short. Like, you don't ever remember it. Um, Okay, wait. So, he was... He was like a drug dealer in Unbreakable. Yeah, he was a, that's it. His entire family is a family drug, drug, drug dealers. He works for the cartel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to sell yeah. cocaine, Dad. I want to make movies. <laughs> well, you can do both, okay? You're going to sell drugs <laughs> while you make the movies. All your movie stars need cocaine. There's no money in the movies. Um, <laughs> You can't make me, Dad. Sorry. He's a vet in Signs. <laughs> yes, yes. Then he's a writer in Lady in Water. Yeah. But this is his, his cameo in Sixth Sense because, of course, he always does. In the cameo. village, he was like a park ranger. Was he? Yeah, you only see him because, like the like, I don't even remember a reflection of a, of a window. I thought he was the writer in in Lady in the Water. Lady in the, the Water. Oh, that's yeah. what I meant. That's what. I, yeah, All right, that's right. I'm I'm stalling because I can't remember. I'm gonna I, say Doctor. Oh, son of a bitch! I should have counted down. <laughs> it is fucking Doctor. Yes. <laughs> His whole everyone in his family is a doctor, and he's a filmmaker. And so in his movies, he was like, "Fine, I'm a doctor in my movies." Because I'm I'm thinking through it, and I'm I'm like, I can see him in a lab coat, like yes, a doctor's yes. coat. And so I was like, "Okay." It was it was a very short scene. He was checking on uh, Haley Joel Osment when he had like something had happened. Oh, to okay, him. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Damn it! I should have made it harder for you. I let you stall. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, okay, you don't, you don't so, let me stall. 
For this one, Brando, I need you to turn your phone over because I can't have you look be looking at anything for my next question. What do you mean? Do, I don't look at your I'm phone. I'm just looking at my... my I, I know, I know okay, but okay. I don't uh, even okay. want that. All right, fair enough. Spell M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> Spell Shyamalan. All right, M. Period. <laughs> okay. N-I-G-H-T. Okay. All right. Spell Shyamalan. S-H-Y-A. Okay. M. A L A N. Yep, there it is. Ah! <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> All right, we're tied three to three. Shyamalan. All right. <laughs> All right, what am I looking at? Um, okay, in the sixth sense, um, there. what color is used to indicate the supernatural? Every time you see this color on screen, there's one specific color, and it means a ghost is about to happen or some kind of supernatural is about to happen. Um. Shit, I'm torn between two colors. Yeah. I'm only gonna you can only do I know one. I know. Don't say, I know. Don't say know. this or this. That, yeah. You just gotta pick I'm, one. Okay, so I'm gonna say I'm trying to decide between yellow or red. I'm gonna say red. You're right. Fucking hell. But, okay. but when you think of the sixth sense, you don't think of red. Like uh, yeah. there's no red in it, but it's so subtle. Because it's like red is like, doesn't his wife wear a red dress? Yes. Also, I love that you're still talking as a pirate. <laughs> I just realized, I look up at you, I'm like, oh yeah, I don't, yeah. I got the pirate. Well, also when he first meets Bruce Willis, he meets him out, dang it, he meets him out on the street and uh, there's a red door right behind him. I'm, oh I'm yeah. knocking all this yeah, fucking dude. shit in our studio This new right now. mic position for you is not working well. <laughs> I don't know if it sounds good or not though, but yeah, yeah, it's the color red. So when you watch the movie, look for red and that indicates that. Oh shit, okay. So it, it kind of, it kind of. I was going to go you. yellow because, I don't know, like, yeah. yeah. Anyways. I wish, um, I wish you had said yeah. Yeah. I, know. Oh, <laughs> give me I some forgot questions. to give you the point. Give me some correct. Give me some questions All I can right. answer. What does David Dunn and the aliens from Signs have in common? David Dunn mm-hmm. and the aliens mm-hmm. from Signs? Mm-hmm. What do they have in common? Mm-hmm. If you don't get this one, when I give you the answer, you're going to kick yourself. <laughs> what is a Superman related? No, it, David Dunn, Unbreakable, uh-huh. Bruce Willis. Yeah, what does that character have in common with the alien? I know from what it sign? is. Their weakness is water. <laughs> there it is. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Oh, <laughs> I think. I think I just fucking ruined one of my questions too. <laughs> oh really? Okay. All right. Here, here, here's my next one. Um. Oh shit! That <laughs> you know. Yeah, you, oh, All right. You want a, a free point? I'm not going to ask you this question, but here's what it was. It was what symbolic reason does Bruce Willis wear a raincoat in Unbreakable? And a raincoat protects you from the water. water. Oh, so yeah. it was to protect him from his weakness, weakness. which is water. Yeah. yeah. So that's all I got. That's all, all right. I, do you well, have any more? We are tied four to four right now. Okay. So all right. I do have one more question, oh. and because it is a tiebreaker. If you get it right, you get a point. If you get it wrong, I get a point. All right. I love these. I love these. All right. How many personalities does Kevin Wendell Crumb have? Oh, shit, dude. Isn't it like 130 something? Like, it's it's a stupid high number, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, I do know, but you tell me. Do they say it in the movie? Multiple times. Like, this many personalities. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is why I should have rewatched the movie. It's, yeah. It's, yes. I will. I will say it's related to Jim Carrey. Okay. 
What that, the fuck? That's an obscure hint, and that's the only hint I'm given. Uh, is and it, there are two valid answers. To is be it twenty seven? It is twenty three. Oh! Technically twenty four <laughs> because the beast. The beast, the beast is, is one that is that makes it twenty four. Jim Carrey was in that movie. The twenty three. I was trying to yeah. remember what number it was. <laughs> <laughs> I was guessing. Uh, well, <laughs> damn it. Yeah, <laughs> I was so close. Though. You were very close. Oh, I gotta find my script for like how we end the show now. Yes, because it is new. <laughs> Well, all right. What's our total? What are we, what are we looking so, at? So uh, I got a total of five and you got a total of four. So once again, next week, you will be spinning the wheel of misfortune. Uh, okay. So right now, the score right now uh, in total is 11 points you, 13 points me. This is fun. And I'm really excited. We're getting into Spooktober. But yeah. this has been an amazing episode. This is where I would ask our guests where they typically... Where we can be friends online, but instead I'll, I'll ask you, Oe, where can we be friends online? Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Banter and Such uh, Podcasts, and as well, uh, check us out on the Patreon website. Links in the show description, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, and we're proud members of the Helios Network, a collection of great podcasts made by regular people. Check us out at www.theheliosnetwork.com to see some of our other amazing podcasts, like I'll Be Careful. You'll be dead. You'll be dead. <laughs> You'll be dead. Uh, we officially have started a Woo! Star Wars podcast yes. uh, with three amazing Star Wars nerds. We have the first episode. I'll, I'll just say, it. if you if you go to any major platform and type in, I'll be careful, you'll be dead. They're already out? The first episode is out. They haven't officially we haven't launched a, We it, haven't officially launched yet. But it's up and running. So, so the good thing is there's three dudes who are funny yeah. and they're Chris, Lewis and Xavier. Genuinely good dudes. Chris has been on before, Xavier's been on yes. before. You're, Lewis will get him on for something. You're going to love you're going to love these guys. You're going to love this show. I'm super excited. Um thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Banter and Such. Yes, next week we're officially starting Ooh. the Spooktober special and we're going to be doing the monster movie monsters. Yes. And we're going to be doing them Next week, it's going to start with one of probably the most iconic Halloween monsters. The greatest. The best <laughs> ever. I want to suck your blood. The this, this slightly offensive <laughs> Eastern European accent vampire. Dracula. Which is the name of your big ass scary dog. I, I do have a dog named Dracula, yes. And he is big and he is scary because he doesn't like anybody but me. Spooktober special, y'all! Next week, don't miss it. I'm super excited and I'm Brando. And I'm Owen. And until next time, may your week be filled with BS. to contain like le- like an hour for just M. Night Shyamalan. How did we do? We, uh, like an hour and five minutes. I'm I'm very happy with that. If uh, My ideal would be 59 minutes. That would be my ideal time. 
But you yeah. kept us going. And honestly, we talked about the movies I wanted to talk about because it's like I didn't want to just shit talk him. And if we had like stuck with like Lady in the Water and stuff, I would have just talked shit the whole time. Yeah, I mean so here's my thing, right? Like we all, we we talked about it like taking the stupid hat off. Yeah, go for it. Uh that those movies aren't good. But there's still things I appreciate about them because they're just weird and different. He's trying. But you can issue, tell he's trying. The issue with Lady in the Water, and we didn't really talk about it at all, but did you know that all the movies that came out before Lady in the Water were Disney produced? Oh, no, I didn't realize that. Yeah. And but I guess uh, I remember reading about that with The Sixth Sense where a Disney guy just like bought the script for like three million dollars, like he was a pretty much a nobody, and they were like three million bucks, and he had to direct it. So if they bought the script, that means they had to let him direct it. So they made yeah. him like a star overnight. 